Boots, cats and dogs, welcome back to Sound the Siren, I'm Xavier. I'm Dylan, welcome back to episode 7 of the Supercoach series, joined by Das and Zave in real life. It's great to be back in the second episode of us being in real life. Das, how are you? Yeah, um, I am. Well, Zave? <laughs> I think that said a lot. Uh, I'm pretty good. But <laughs> a man of many words, yeah. Das, over here. My, my team, again, not so good. Although, my, my season rank went up and my score was poor, but it could have been uh, pretty good if not for a poor captaincy option. So one talking point, which I think will be the main headline and we'll get into later, is a shocking performance and Das, your curse continues. Yes, yes, you're right. The curse does continue. Um, I, you know, really considered what was going on during this week. Really thought about who I should bring in. Really thought about who my curse could affect the most. And, you know, who's been scoring the best out of anyone in the Supercoach. And it was Max Gorn. So, obviously, Max Gorn was the obvious option. So, I brought him in, decided to captain him, and he got a whopping 63 points for me. Was it 63? 63, yep. So, honestly, I think that stuffed up a lot of people's weeks, and I'm very proud of that decision of mine to bring him in. How did you boys go? I scored 1991, so I pipped you by 90 points. And who was your captain? Captain was Grundy. Yeah, so if I had had Grundy, imagine... Different story. My season rank already went up, and I would have had another, like, 200 points, so it really hurts, but... Um, yep, yet to crack 2k. Um, <laughs> at least I had a win against, I had a win this week. Um, yeah, round of applause, boys. Um, I had a win this week and it was a huge win against the big Dylan Clark. Yeah, if you watched our AFL video, uh, you would have seen him talking about his, his, uh, Beloved his pies. pies. And the only team going worse than the pies is his super coach team, who scored <laughs> at 1,500 and something against me and copped a big L. And now, now they've taken an L to Darcy in his first loss. In his I first scored 1,837 and still only managed to beat Dylan by 31, despite him having two less players on field than me. <laughs> this is coming from two boys who doubted me earlier on in the year. I just want to state that. Dallas, you have to crack 2,000. And this guy, I, literally, I cracked it one. Listen, I cracked listen, it round two. I cracked listen, it round two. My average for the year is over 2,000. Last week, I beat Dylan. And this week, if I had did Grundy, you? I would have beaten him. Did yeah, you? I did. So I'm going to head straight into my heroes and villains. So my hero this week was... Yep, and then for my villains, <laughs> my villains, I had Patrick Cripps, who continues to get the ball but not do anything with it, and he only scored sixty-five this week. Yeah. Um, a few other my, a few other of my premiums were they scored alright, but a bit average. I had Bailey Smith ninety-seven, Nat five one hundred, Ridley eighty-seven. So there's a few. Disappointing scores. My only big score for the week was Brady Grundy, but everyone's got Brady Grundy. And I now have nine non-playing players in my team. So my heroes, Sam Walsh, Brody Grundy, and Andrew Brayshaw, who avoided the tag, and as he does when he avoids the tag, he collected 32 disposals. So a great outing from him. As far as villains go, I'd have to say CJ, Gorn, and Tex Walker. So for my villains, I've got to go Finlay McRae. I traded him in this week. I, re- I went out on a limb for him. I th- was hoping a 70-plus score and then a lot of uh, a lot of cash to be made. Um, and then I accidentally stuffed it up and had him on field over Scott. So that's not great. Yeah. He's 23. But then Max Gorn as my captain for his 63 is, again, really, really bad. Um, 
and so those were the two that I mainly wanted to highlight. But my heroes, James Jordan and Tom Powell, both scoring over a hundred, uh, over ninety, sorry, is very very good and will make a lot of money in the future. Cosy, he only scored the sixty six, but I want to highlight him again because of how good he played last week. And Jaden Short for his one hundred and sixteen. Mm. That's fantastic. Uh, so now we will head into the trades made last week. I talked about mine and how well they worked out for me. Oh, actually, no, I didn't completely delve into them. So I had to get out Lockie Neal and Josh Dunkley considering their long-term injuries. And I decided to bring in Tom Mitchell and Max Gorn, both of whom are Tom Mitchell less disappointing. Tom Mitchell, 105. 105, but... A bit underwhelming considering their 38 disposals. Yeah. Um, Inefficiency seems to be a very big problem in my team at the moment. Yeah. So, I told you boys before the game, and I copped a bit of backlash. I traded out... Dumbest thing I'd ever, I'd ever seen. Josh Dunkley and Dusty Martin, and it paid benefits. I traded in Callum Mills and Sam Walsh. I was meaning to message you today. We were having a conversation about Supercoach and one of my friends brought up trading out a premium and Dylan responded with, don't do that, don't ever trade out premiums. And I said, this is coming from the man that literally traded out someone that is a guaranteed top six forward. So it's one of the one of the more dumb things I've ever seen, one of the dumber things I've ever seen. It paid dividends though. I'm in, one 130 samples, Cal Mills 101. Until next week when Dustin Martin gets 150 and everyone's got to trade him in because he's the number one forward in the competition. But... I don't know. Do you have Dustin Martin? I have Dustin Martin. So he's not going to score well? Well, maybe. <laughs> we'll see if the curse entirely, continues. Entirely possible. My trades for the week, I traded out Josh Dunkley, as well as uh, Tyler Brockman from Hawthorne, uh, for Finlay McRae and Dane Zorko. Um, they weren't the worst, given that neither Brockman or Dunkley played, but McRae was very underwhelming with his 23, bringing his average down to only 33. But one good score from him, if he can hold, if he can even hold his spot this week, it'll be just really good because he's going to go up guaranteed. But uh, if he can just hold his spot in the Pies team, it'll be perfect. And then Zorko, 92, not the best, but um, a 92 score is going to give him in, uh, put him in the top six forwards, and uh, that's all I really needed from him. To the buy sell holds now, and the first one probably, I guess, the only certainty for most people to trade in Martin Frederick from the Power. Definite uh, buy if you don't have him, uh, which you shouldn't, given that he's only played two games. But get him in definitely. If he plays, he has to come in. Eighty-eight and seventy-four with a break-even of negative eighty-eight. Yeah. So there's a few options you can use to get him in. You can do. I wouldn't suggest a Cosy downgrade, but a Chapman downgrade, or you could look to go a Highmore or a Sharp straight to him yeah. or you could do a downgrade of a Golden Campbell or maybe a James Rowe yeah. and then if you're able to use the dual position players to move it around to get Frederick in that'll work best would you move Jordan Clark out this week yeah if you've yeah, got if you, if Martin Frederick available well, I'd say this is the week to downgrade he did have his best week of the year though I yeah. think almost 90 almost, I think, almost. So. so if you're trading for Frederick do you go Clark out, Kajitski out, or Highmore out? Out of those three. Out of those I three. Rank them from one to I'd three. Clark. I would pick Clark one. Uh, Highmore two. Probably Highmore two Cosy and Cosy three. three. But Highmore, uh, Clark is an easy number one because Highmore you're going to actually have to pay up to get him, which is not what you want to be doing when you're trading out rookies. And then the other one, uh, Cosy. Cosy still has a lot of money to make, given yeah. that he's already got a score of over 100 in his, uh, yeah. in his rolling average. Exactly. But I think, as Darcy said, one of the midfielders, uh, 
if you've got Berry, uh, even Goulden, Campbell, Campbell Rowe, Rowe uh, they're all one of uh, they'd all be players I'd trade before any of the ones you said. Yep. Next, Stephen May from the D's, four hundred and eight thousand, and if you take away his seven where he was badly hit with an eye injury, scored 117, 82, 78, 94, and 145. And just to say, from doing the math, that's an average of 102. I did that earlier okay. today. Yeah. So 102 is a, at the moment, I think that's a top six defender. I think yeah. it will be, yeah. He does look quite good, but I usually have a thing against having a key position player in my team. Mm-hmm. They generally are less consistent with their scoring and they can have really low weeks if their entire role is just lockout. So against a Buddy or a Tom Lynch or something like that, mm-hmm. you can't ex- expect great scores. I 100% agree, Darcy, yeah. for all the same reasons. And I'm not totally sold that he'll be a top six defender, given we've got Lloyd, Ridley, Doherty, Short, Laird and Lockie Whitfield coming in this week as well. I'd probably take all six of them before him. Shea Bolton, nearly 480,000, and in the last four weeks, he's compiled 110 twice, 99 and 121. It's really hard with him to be able to work out what to do. He's cheap, and he could be a top six forward, but you have to take into account that they are missing both Prestia and Martin last week for his good score, and they missed Prestia in previous weeks for those scores of his and the one score of 29 when they were beaten by a fair amount against Sydney yeah so it's tough it could be a player you bring later in the year but if you want to take a punt on him early it could work out really well or it could stuff you up you might need to do another trade later in the year but I don't see him falling below 350 I only really see him getting up to around 500k with hopefully an average of around 100 yeah. But I'm not pleased really sold on him. I'm not really sold on any of the forwards other than Zebel mm. or Dustin Martin and I And one of those was traded out by Dylan. One so. of those was traded out by Dylan. So I personally am looking to wait to upgrade my forwards last. If it's a bit risky, mm-hmm. but there's no one screaming for selection at the moment. So if he was midfield eligible only, I would rule him out straight away. But because he's got the forward bid eligibility, it might be an option. And as you were saying, you're not sold on any of the mid, uh, any of the forwards. I'm going to take Zebul, Martin, Zorko, and then if Dunkley or Dangerfield get back, you're probably looking to have them in your team. And then outside of that, I'm not really sure. I'm going to look to bring in Heaney in a couple of weeks when he's really cheap. And Butters, but then, I'll be looking at him. And so those are the couple of options, and I'm not really sold on any of them, as you said, other than Zebul and Martin, and then some of the other ones if they do get back into, uh, if they do become fit again. But um, so I'm not totally opposed to it because of that reason. If to, I honestly believe you could probably pick total pods in the forward line and just be fine with it because you're going to get up and down weeks from any of the players you pick. It's just you're minimising your risk if you pick players like Zorko and some of the other ones we've said. So I'm not totally against it. I don't have him in my own team and I'm not bringing him into my own team this week, but it's possible. Riley Philthorpe, 91 and a 55, and he didn't kick a goal and still scored 55, which would increase him by a fair price. His break even negative 25. So I think it's possible. He's 202k, so I'm not going to do it. But again, it's an option that you can definitely do. Um, We know he's had big scores, and um, the reason I'm not doing it is because I'm looking to upgrade this week as well. So probably not bringing him in. Last week I would have said he's a buy, mm-hmm. but 
not for that price at this point. You no. want to be getting at least 250k out of him if you're getting that price. And I'm not sure you'll be getting that based on this week's performance. So, yeah, pretty much you'd, for some of the downgrades, downgrades of Waterman or yeah. Brockman or something, you're actually having to pay more to get him. So, for that reason, I would say wait on him or don't get him at all. Mm-hmm. A couple more, the first of which is David Mundy. Uh, I would uh, hold. I wouldn't bring him. Uh, yeah, I would hold. I wouldn't bring him in. I definitely wouldn't sell him, given that he's just produced ridiculous scores all year. And I wouldn't buy him because we know he's really old, like really old, and we know he's been producing really scores, uh, really good scores, but the reality is that his age has to catch up to him at some time, at some stage. We know it hasn't yet. So that three weeks ago too. Yeah, we know it hasn't yet, but it probably does have to happen at some stage. And there are so many good midfield options as well. And when yeah. that happens, that's a 100k price drop as well, probably mm-hmm. more. So for that reason, I wouldn't look to get him in. I wouldn't obviously sell him. But I'd say if he has one poor score, I would be looking to sell him before his price drops too much. Chad Warner. Uh, I, th- I haven't totally looked at his break even yet, but uh, at the moment he's sitting outside of my team, and um, it might be a sell. So Chad Warner is three hundred twenty-nine thousand. He's made one hundred eighty-five point eight k this year, and he's break even sixty-three. The sixty-three break even still achievable for him. Oh yeah, for sure. He's got which he achieved on. Oh, he scored sixty-one on the weekend. Yeah, he's still got solid scores. The last three weeks has been quite poor. Well, 50, 73, and 61. It's not actually terrible for a rookie. Yeah. I would be looking at Campbell or Goulden before I'm looking at Warner. But, yeah, if you need an upgrade, if you need an upgrade elsewhere, then I'd be looking to downgrade him. Yeah, I do agree. Campbell and Goulden go before Warner because he's been so consistent and uh, given the, the lack of really good scoring rookies we have in the forward line, he's... Definitely an option you can still keep. Yep. Final one for you boys, Tex Walker. Sell. Sell him now before his price drops. Did it drop this week? And if so, by how 28K. much? 28k. 28 Yeah, so... Uh, it's a difficult one. If if you still think he's going to re- return to the form that he was in before, like you, you said uh, you did, Dylan, then you can hold on to him in the hopes that he will be a top six forward as he is currently at the moment. But... Um, I didn't bring him in because of this exact reason. I didn't think he'd be so consistent, and I thought there would definitely be a couple of weeks where he has like 50 scores and lower than 50 scores. So, um, I'm not sure if I would sell, but I definitely wouldn't bring him in. Here's the next five: Port Adelaide, West Coast, Melbourne, Richmond, Collingwood. Yes, yeah, so a tough, a tough five, I think. But, but he's is, capable of anything, and he's projected to lose about 40k in value over the next two weeks, and that's taking into account that they've got him projected at 91 and 87 against Port Adelaide and West Coast. Both very solid defences. Yeah. So there's a good chance you get well below those projected scores and we could be looking at 60, 70k loss in the next two weeks. Yeah, one more bad score in the next couple of weeks and he's going to go down a lot. So he's definitely a sellable option, but if you think he's going to be top six, keep him. That's all for the buy, sell, holds. Rowan Marshall, another one to watch. I know you boys are fond of him. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I really wanted to bring in Rowan Marshall last week, but because we, uh, he was the late out in the game we all attended against Richmond, I didn't because uh, I, was, I was afraid that he would be a late out again, either this week or in the coming weeks. But 
Uh, I went Zorko, wasn't the worst option, but mm. uh, Marshall's going to be a top six forward if he can stay fit. Yeah, so obviously there's a few good pickups this week to get. Uh, we've already talked about Martin Frederick. Frederick. He's a you got to get him in if you can. There's also a couple other options. So we also talked about Phil Thorpe, who is a chance to if you want to get him in. But there's also Mark Keane for Collingwood. They're pretty much going to the same umbrella. Mark Keane and Nathan Murphy for Collingwood. They are both... Well, Mark Keane's 158,000, while Murphy is 123,000, and they both average around 50. So they'll yeah. be sitting at break-evens of negative 13 and negative 20. Um, yeah, they're not the worst options if you can get them in. But Both in the back line. Though. Same with yeah. Nick Murray. I think also the same. if there's anything you can take out of this Supercoach episode, it's that you have to have Frederick, given that yeah. he's had scores of 74 and 88. 88. Yeah, So an average of 81 from someone that's 123K. If he scores like zero next week, he's going to go up by a lot of money. Mm. So he's someone you have to have. So he is definitely the first option to bring in and then if you can upgrade somewhere else I'd probably do that before bringing in either of those two but they're not the worst options yeah so it's actually ridiculous um think back to the start of the season the lack of defensive rookies we had mm-hmm. mm. and how we're just desperate for someone and now we've currently got eight defensive eligible players on the bubble yeah. um four of those aren't didn't play this week but you've still got Lewis Young Tom Highmore Lockie Jones and Harry Sharp yeah. On the bubble and projected mm-hmm. to increase in price. And I've got a fair few of them. I've got Highmore, I've got Sharp, and I've got Nick Murray as well, who's also on the bubble. Uh, he did play this week, so I think you might be getting into him soon. And, oh no, never mind. I was going to say another one, but he's a midfielder. Who was it? Riley Collier Dawkins. Riley Collier Dawkins. If you didn't learn from the Lockie Jones situation yeah. where he played two games, scored about 65, not great, but not terrible, and had to get an ankle injury and he's out now for four weeks at least. Yeah, four weeks. Um, that should be lesson number one on why you don't get players before their third, uh, before their second game. Uh, getting a player in after one game, you don't know if the next game they could score negative 20 points and then they no longer have a break even that is achievable and that is the end of their cash generation for a few weeks and then they could very well get dropped if they're terrible. So you always wait until they're named in the round three side or in their third game and then you get them in. So we'll see on RCD, Collier Dawkins. I don't think his job security is the greatest, as you said, Lambert, Loston, Prestia, Dusty Martin. Anyone at Richmond who is a first-year player will not have a good... But we'll analyse how he goes this week and potentially a new rookie to bring in. Yeah. I 100% agree with Darcy. Just don't bring them in in yeah. their second week. For sure. Don't do it. For sure. So looking into the next week, another interesting week of football. Who are you boys looking to at trading in and who are your captaincy options? Hopefully you don't screw them up as badly as I did this week. So I'll trade out... I think Jordan Clark would be probably the main priority for Frederick and then it gives me a bit of cash to upgrade someone probably in my forward line. It's looking a little weak at the moment, but Chad Warn- or oh, Braden Campbell, definitely the main focus. But there's not a lot of mid-priced rookies, or not rookies, sorry, mid-priced forwards that you want to go for at the moment. So I'm in a bit of a sticky situation, but I think I'll figure my way out of it. Uh, so I'm quite concerned with this week. I've got 19 trades left, and that's having done no trades this week. 
that's obviously a very poor position to be in. We're not even at the buy rounds yet. Mm. So this week, I think I might just do the one trade and it could be a Goulden downgrade. It'd be Goulden or Campbell downgrade to Frederick. Yep. It depends on whether I think Campbell's going to play or not because I obviously don't want to field another donut on field. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'd like to get... I prefer Goulden because I feel like he's going to drop him cash more than Campbell will. Mm. Yep. But, yeah, so I think I might just do that one trade and if need be, I could look at a Chad Warner or James Rowe upgrade to Shy Bolton. I really was looking to try to go Campbell and Goulden to Frederick and McRae, but I just don't have the funds to do that. And I don't really want to go for any other mid-price midfields at this point in time with the amount of trades I have. So I've got two questions for you. Out of Campbell, Goulden and Clark, who would you trade first? I would trade Campbell first. Um then I think the other two can be sort of thrown up. I think both of them are pretty good options on the field at the moment. But Campbell hasn't scored well, and I, I'm not sure, but I'd say he has not the best break even as well. I would go Gordon, Campbell, then Clark. Gordon. Campbell, Campbell scored, uh, Clark scored well. So Gordon scored you, 54, which I know is amazing. You could be looking at an increase in price from Clark, and if you're scoring nearly 90, then you might as well hold. <clears throat> Unless obviously Frederick is a better option, um, but Goulden, I think he's going to lose more value than Campbell will, and all to take was a one good score from Campbell, and he'll, his cash gen starts again. Mm. But Goulden one score will just sli- slightly prevent the loss. And Nick Cox break even of sixty two. How do you view him? He scored forty nine on the weekend. Um, I don't. I think I would probably trade him out as well. Uh, given I think he's got an increased price and, as you said, not the best break-even. But I still think I'd rather trade out Campbell than Goulden. Did Campbell play on the weekend? No. no yeah, no. so I think Goulden is someone you can play on field, despite he might lose a little bit more money. At the, at the moment, he's one of the better options on the field, despite not scoring as well as he did at the start of the year. Uh, whereas Campbell is someone that might cost you a donut on, somewhere on the field, or yeah, but at the moment, not even playing. So yeah, I think it relies on Anthony Scott as well. Keeping a spot because I know I'm using it as an emergency. Yeah. 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 So Campbell is sitting on a break in 67 and Goulden 86. Okay. And Goulden hasn't scored mm-hmm. above since about 80 week three. Since week two. Week two. Yeah. There you go. But will Campbell get a game this week? He should. He was being classed as managed, not omitted when he was out. Yeah. So he was managed one week and then he was Who- sub. Mm. And then he came on early, and then he was managed again this week. So he managed should mean back in the side. Although it hasn't for a few people. It didn't for uh, Matt Flynn. He, we know he missed a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. Tyler Brockman has now missed three weeks in a row uh, after being managed. And uh, there was someone else off the top of my head. I can't think of them, but there was one other option as well. So, so for my captaincy this week, I... We'll probably look to do Grundy Gorn. Oh, actually, yeah. they play the same day. Um, I'll probably be looking to do... You could go for Steel. Gorn. I'll probably go Gorn Vice and then yeah. a Nat 5 captaincy. I will go, I think, Gorn Vice and then possibly possibly even Sam Walsh captain. Is that a bit risky, you think? 
He's been scoring consistently. One thirty, so not gigantic like yeah. Gorn Grundy. So I think Gorn or Grundy will be the main. Yeah, I option. think I'm gonna vice captain uh, Gorn and do it into Jack McRae. Although both of them let me down this week. So Gorn has Sydney, which is Hickey, obviously. <laughs> Grundy has North Melbourne, which is Goldstein. So no easy matchups, but you could do Grundy vice Gorn captain because it's four thirty-five. So plenty of but time you'll have to, to switch it. You'll have to do it really quick or maybe even... Before we can just finish. assess how. If he's on 150 yeah. with yeah. about six minutes left, I'll take that every day of the week. Yeah, but definitely more risky. All good. Any other notes, boys? Nothing else from me. No. Uh, good luck. Let's hope Darcy scores big this week. I'm feeling something in the air. Over 2K for Darcy. I don't know what. Something's telling me and I'm getting a signal he's going to score big this week. Zabe, hope you score big as well. And... Hopefully I do as well. I don't think we're playing each other in any leagues. Not without Dusty, you won't. Not without Dusty. Trust Dusty's me. Dusty for 160. Chuck your captains on him. Yeah, do uh, it. I know he's playing on a Friday night, but have full faith. Captain him. He's scoring 160, and we're going to... Vice-captain him. We're going to rub it hard into Dylan. Proof that you put uh, Dustin Martin as your captain, and I will post it on the STS Instagram account and tag Dylan in it for you know the foolish move that he You know made. We'll post it on the AFL Supercoach account. We will say congratulations to this person for captaining... Dustin Martin and getting his 160 mm. when this flog who also runs the account said to get rid of him. Come on, Dusty. It's the first time I've ever gone for a Richmond player, but come on, Dusty. Just out of interest, if he doesn't score 160 and if he scores 60, do I get anything or no? Uh, let's score 160 and make up. Let's score 160 and make up that. Over under 60. If he goes over 60. If his three week rolling average is below, let's say, what, 90? Below 85. Below 85? No, we've got to take into account he was injured for the last game he played. No, it doesn't matter. Paddy no, Cripps is injured. For, he's for, playing. For this week, next week, and the week after, below, over, under 85. Okay. What happens if he's under? What happens if he's under? You and an entire episode shirtless. That's a good idea. That's a good one. And if, he, and if he's over 85, what do we do? We'll do an entire episode pantless. <laughs> deal. That's a deal. <laughs> Let's do it. I don't know where this episode's gone, but I've got my faith oh, in. Oh, I don't want to do this. Come on, da- come on, Dylan. No, because come because on, it doesn't matter. If... Him out. We'll discuss but this my... after the episode. We will, we will discuss this. But Mills one hundred and one, Walsh one hundred and thirty, and they're very consistent. And watch Dusty score about seventy this week against a Geelong side. And if he doesn't, I'll eat my words, but I'm still happy with the trades. I did. Over under eighty-five. No, no, we literally eat your words. We literally are your words. What's he gonna write? My yeah, words we'll, yeah. We'll print them off. We'll staple them to something disgusting, and then you, can <laughs> you gotta literally are your words. Is that apple down there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no thanks. All right. Anyways, we'll discuss this off off camera. But I hope you enjoyed. Make sure to follow at AFL Supercoach on Instagram at STS podcast as well on Instagram. They have the socials. Check them out. And and do and share us next episode. We hope you enjoy, and we'll see you next time. You're going to shut this dog. <laughs>